hello. This is David back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 68. Had a little bit of a hiatus because I got invited on a, on a guy's trip of sorts, a socially distanced <laughs> trip to Colorado. We just drove up there and uh, to visit a, a friend. So that kind of uh, interfered a little bit with my ability to research and put together an episode and such. But um, but yeah, I'm back. I'm ready. So uh, yeah, I believe I have my laptop issues sorted out and my microphone issues sorted out. So I'm back using my machine, my own device. I don't have to use my friend's uh, gear anymore, which is cool. So yeah, back in action. All right, we're going to kick things off with a band that is kind of hailed as a, uh, a classic band. It's a one-man band. Um, but I don't know. I always felt like it was a bit overblown. But uh, he did uh, put out some good stuff. The band is Thorns, and the man in question is Mr. Snorri Rook, um, a.k.a. Blackthorn. He was the second guitar player in Mayhem um, at the time that uh, Euronymous was killed. So he never really played on an album or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, he ended up serving uh, prison time for being an accomplice there with uh, with Varg in that crime. And helping him to cover, try to cover it up. They did a piss poor job of it. But um, but yeah, so he served some jail time. like Because the, the Thorns existed from 1990 to 92. And then it kind of went on hiatus while he was in mayhem. He wasn't really doing anything with uh, the Thorns project. And then he went to prison, and then when he got out uh, from 1999 up until now, it's still listed as active. Uh, he he resurrected Thorns, and he did uh, just demos in the early 90s, but then they did a famous uh, split album with Emperor in 1999, uh, and that's kind of a very coveted uh, release. Um, but then in March of 2001, uh, he finally released the actual debut full-length album, uh, self-titled, so it's just called Thorns, and uh, that was released on Moonfog Productions, uh, which Moonfog is run, was run by uh, Seder from Satyricon, and um, he, they've remained, you know, very good friends over the years, and uh, and Snorri has actually contributed several riffs and co-written songs and stuff uh, uh, for a few Satyricon uh, albums. Uh, you'll see one or two songs on each album that he contributed a riff to or something, or a lead guitar part or something like that. So you can definitely hear some of that satiricon, like rebel extravaganza era, uh, kind of gritty riffing um, in this Thorns release as well. So it kind of makes sense that they, they bonded with their songwriting and such because uh, they have really similar styles. So, uh, But yeah, it's a good album. It's... Um, very kind of borderline industrial, you know, tinges here and there, but um, for the most part, it just sounds like a gritty, in-your-face black metal record, and um, it's pretty damn good. So uh, here we go off of the self-titled Thorns album from 2001. This is Thorns with Interface to God. Death 
All right. That was Thorns with Interface to God. Really good riffing on that whole album. And the reason I should clarify, the reason that I say that I think it's kind of overblown that Thorns is kind of hailed as such a classic uh, band is just simply because of a lack of output. Um, the, the stuff he released, the split with Emperor and this, uh, this full length, are really good quality stuff. The material is great, but uh, just because it's, it's a project that's been around since 1990 and they, they only have a split and a full length and that's it. Uh, he hasn't released anything uh, um, as far as full-length albums since that debut in 2001, so that's the only reason I feel like it's a little overblown is because they just didn't do much. So, uh, Okay, we're going to go to Germany here. This is a band that I played uh, just a few episodes ago, really. It's, it's a band that I discovered um, this year and have been all about them <laughs> ever since and uh, just released a new album on May 15th. The band is called Horn. They've been around since 02, and it's kind of a pagan-tinged uh, black metal. And um, I just love the variety with the vocals, and um, it's just... When I heard this band, I knew that it's the quintessential like type of band that me and my friends would be uh, rocking out to while camping and drinking or something like that. It's just one of those type of bands that uh, it just puts you in that right mindset of being out in nature or something like that. But um, it's very kind of mid-paced and very just driving, powerful stuff that uh, makes you want to headbang and chant along with whatever the hell this guy is saying in German, which I don't know any German. But uh, they just released this new album called Mongong, and that came out uh, again on May 15th of this year. It's the eighth album overall. Um, it came out on Iron Bonehead, who always releases good stuff. And... Um, I'm not going to pronounce it. It's not that drastically difficult to pronounce, but I just know I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> it looks easy, and I know I would butcher it if I say it, so you'll have to see the song title in the show notes. But uh, again, the album's called Mongong. And from Germany, this is Horn with some good, some good party music, good drinking music.
All right, that was Horn from Germany, and uh, that record is really good, as is uh, the one before it. Um, I say that I I went on a road trip last week with some friends, and uh, well, it was two weeks ago, I guess, at this point. And uh, that album, uh, or several of the songs from that album, were on a playlist that I made for that trip, and we were thoroughly enjoying it on the drive to Colorado. Um... Okay, we're going to jump to the USA out of Minnesota. This is a band that's uh, pretty young. They've only been around since 2015. It's a two-man band called Feral Light. And um, they just released their third record. So they've only been around for five years. They just put out their third record this year on May 8th. Uh, it was released independently, although I believe they are signed to a small uh, label. I it, I should have written down which one. But, um, but yeah, uh, this new album was not released under a label. It was released independently for now. Who knows? It might get a, a proper release through a label soon. But the album's called Life Vapor, and uh, Feral Light is kind of a... They toe the line between, like, black metal and uh, kind of a sludgy kind of sound. Um, like, they remind me kind of of the band Thou, if anybody's familiar with Thou. Um, but they kind of have that same vibe. But they do it really well, um... There's few, very few bands in that style that I do enjoy because whenever they kind of cross into that sludgy territory, um, a lot of bands tend to lose me. But uh, but Feral Light does a really good job of uh, of blending the, the styles and doing it really effectively. So uh, yeah, they're only going to go up from here. So they've already released three good records, and uh, they're still very early in their career. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where they take it from here. So here we go off of the album Life Vapor. This is Feral Light with Walking Tomb.
All right, that was Feral Light from Minnesota with Walking Tomb. I really love the the tones on that as far as the guitar and bass. Uh, the fact that it's kind of really really fuzzy, but you could still tell the notes. You know, it wasn't a mess. You could still hear everything uh, nice and clear. But I just like the uh, the crunch that they have going on there. The fuzz. Um, all right, we're gonna go. I'm, I'm doing a deep dive here into my past with this next one. I was thinking to myself, uh, there was a bass player for Nile, I think his name was John Vassano, Joe Vassano, I can't remember uh, if it was John or Joe, but um, he played bass and did some backing vocals, I think he did kind of some higher, you know, screams or whatever with Nile. Uh, great bass player, but I remember um, in like this real shitty, like self-released, um, black and white, printed, you know, fanzine type thing, where they did a lot of reviews, interviews and reviews of albums and stuff. And and one of the bands that was interviewed was a band called Werewolf. And they spell it weird. It's W-E-H-R-W-O-L-F-E. And it was a band that uh, used to be called something else. Because uh, they had uh, John and or Joe uh, Vassano. Um, I think it's John. But uh, he was in this band and it was called like Dark Moon, I want to say. I think it was Dark Moon. But then whenever he left to join Nile, um, they called quits with that band and then kind of reformed um, without John Vassano uh, into Werewolf. And this band only existed from 02 to 04, and they released one album, and then they that was it. But uh, they kind of adhered to this, like, blackened death metal, kind of similar to, like, Usurper or a band like that. Like, even their look and everything was pretty similar. But they released this one album called Godless We Stand in August of 03, and that was the album that was being reviewed uh, in that little fanzine that I was reading. And they made it sound like it was pretty good. It got a good review and everything, so I remember checking it out probably just by way of, uh, you know, little 30-second samples on towerrecords.com or whatever. That's how I used to... Uh, listen to things and sample albums to double check if it was something I was going to like or not, you know. And I remember not being particularly blown away by it, so I just kind of left it at that. But um, I decided to, since I was thinking about this band, I went back and listened to the album again recently, and I was like, you know, that's pretty solid. Like, it, there's not a ton of super memorable songs on there, but it was solid, you know, black and death metal, and um, lyrics are pretty stupid. But, um, I mean, you can tell from the album title, Godless We Stand, that it was going to be pretty stupid. So, yeah, it delivers on that front. But, um, but yeah, this album came out in 03 on Magic Records, and again, it was their only album. And, um, so yeah, just, just take that for what it is. So here we go, we got some cheesy lyrics here for you. This is Werewolf with The Trinity Undone. Humanity, by our seven attacks. Fire over the wrist, in 
right, that was Werewolf with The Trinity Undone. Uh, it's certainly not bad. Um, there's not a ton of, of memorable moments on that album, but um, but yeah, it's certainly not bad to work into the rotation every now and again when you're in the mood for some uh, kind of in-your-face black and death metal. We're going to jump to Finland now. This is one of my favorites of the Finnish scene. Um, I've said it before that it's... I always loved the Finnish black metal scene because it just kind of stood alone. They don't really sound like uh, any of the Russian black metal bands I've heard, and they certainly don't sound anything like the Swedish black metal bands. Uh, that whole scene has a sound all its own, and the Finnish have always just kind of done their own thing, and uh, I've always really liked their their style. Um, this band, because your Horna and Behexen and Sargeist and such, um, they can kind of blend with each other a little bit um, to where... If you put on a song from one of them, you know, the vocals sound different, of course, with those three bands. But stylistically, like with with the riffs, they sound kind of similar. And this band, I always felt like, uh, stood out from that Finnish scene a little bit. The band is Baptism. And I remember really liking uh, the second and third albums from Baptism. And then I kind of didn't pay attention for a little while. But then they released... Their fifth album, called Devil's Fire, in July of 2016 on Season of Mist, and uh, I remember checking that one out and just really, really liking it a lot, and I think uh, of all the albums they have done, uh, this one might be my favorite. The third one is still really good as well, but uh, yeah, this fifth one, Devil's Fire, is uh, is very good. If you haven't heard it, I suggest you check it out. I believe they're supposed to be coming out with a new one at some point later this year, so I'll be, uh, I'll be anxious to hear that one, but... Um, Really great guitar work, and it's just really um, evocative. You know, they they really paint a picture and create a uh, a really nice mood um, with their use of you know dissonance and everything with their guitar work. But um, yeah, great album. So here we go. This is my favorite one off of it, simply because of the the mood that it creates with the guitars. Uh, so off of Devil's Fire, this is Baptism with Abyss.
All right, that was Baptism with Abyss. Um, I love that song, and I really love that record. Um, okay, we're going to jump to the UK here. You can tell I've been away from the podcast for a few weeks because I'm just dropping all sorts of ums and uhs in there. Uh, but anyways, going to the UK here, this is a band that's kind of considered a classic uh, death metal band. Not in the same sense as like a carcass or something like that, but um, but yeah, they're, they're considered... Uh, one of the one of the classic UK death metal bands. The band is Cancer. They were around initially from '87 until '96, and then they disbanded. Um, and they started strong, and then kind of fizzled once they got into the '90s. They released an album that came out in '95. Oh, I want to say that was just terrible. So it was time. It was time for them to hang it up in '96. Uh, but then they came back from 03 to 06 and released an album, and then they're back uh, from 2013 up until now. Uh, still playing festivals and things like that, and they just released an album uh, last year, I want to say. Maybe it was 2018, but I thought it was last year. I could be wrong. But uh, the newer stuff that they've released is good, but it's not, you know, it's not great. But the album that most people jump to with them is uh, 1991's uh, Death Shall Rise album, and um, they had Glenn Benton from Deicide do guest vocals on uh, on one track, and that, you know, kind of uh, drew some notoriety to that album, uh, simply for the, from that guest appearance, you know, the album itself is is very strong, but um, I know that's kind of what made people pay attention to it a little bit more was that guest appearance from Glenn Benton. But um, even though that album gets all the attention, my personal favorite of theirs is their third album called "The Sins of Mankind," which came out in June of '93 on Restless Records, and I just thought that the songwriting was great. Like the each album, they kind of got. A little tighter with their performances and the production just got a little bit better and I just felt like the songs were just better arranged and more memorable and um, of course after this album is when they went totally downhill <laughs> with the fourth album so this to me was kind of their last like really good one um, from that initial era from 87 to 96 but uh, yeah it's it's an often overlooked album from what I've seen anyways but that's uh, definitely my favorite of their early work so here we go off of The Sins of Mankind. This is Cancer with Suffer for Our Sins.
right, that was Cancer from the UK with Suffer For Our Sins. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to Gothenburg, Sweden, and I love this band and I love this album because it just takes me back to a time when I was discovering so much cool stuff all in a short span of time, and it's just that magical time in life when uh, you're first getting into different uh, sub-genres of metal and stuff and just finding all this quality music that was out there that you didn't know about before. And um, The band is Dark Tranquility. And the album I'm speaking of is Damage Done. It came out in July of 2002 uh, on Century Media. It was their sixth album at the time. They've released 11 now, which is hard to believe. Um, but yeah, I used to, in my classes in high school, whenever I would have a computer class and, you know, you finish whatever work uh, you were supposed to do, you could then kind of just surf the web within reason. But um, yeah, I would plug in my headphones into the gigantic computers that we were using and um, I would listen to like samples of stuff uh, albums that I was wanting to check out and stuff and and um, I remember one time I accidentally unplugged my headphones while I was right in the middle of listening to uh, Blunt Force Castration by Cannibal Corpse off of the Wretched Spawn album so that was that got the class's attention in a hurry and then you frantically plug your headphones back in um, but no, I used to go to the Century Media uh, page, and I would go to the Nuclear Blast page as well, and they would always have like a little menu to the left or whatever that would have like singles from stuff that was uh, new releases or upcoming releases and stuff, and they would you know release a song here and a song there from these uh, these albums that were coming out. So I remember they had uh, Monochromatic Stains by Dark Tranquility uh, off of Damage Done. So I remember hearing that and thinking it was awesome. So I uh, bought the album when it came out and uh, have been a fan ever since. I really, I had heard of them and I feel like I had heard, um, I believe I had heard the song The Wonders at Your Feet, or At Their Feet, I can't remember, um, off of Haven, which was their album before that. But uh, that was like my own one and only taste of Dark Tranquility and I thought it was decent. And then uh, hearing stuff off of Damage Done, I, I was blown away by that. So I'm still a fan today because of this album. So I decided to keep it on the more aggressive side. So I'm going to play the title track here. So enjoy this from Gothenburg, Sweden. This is Dark Tranquility with Damage Done.
All right. That was Dark Tranquility with Damage Done. Um, that album is so close to perfect in my eyes. Like, they, they just really nailed it with that. They didn't overuse the electronics in there. Um, and the songs were just so well written. And there's just a lot of uh, little kind of layers to those songs uh, of what the different instruments are doing. And um, I think that's one of his better vocal performances as well. Because over the years, he's kind of let, let his voice, his screams get a little bit higher. And I think he still retained enough of that uh, low, you know, kind of guttural vibe um, on Damage Done. So I I really like his vocal performance on that record. All right, we're going to go to uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, to a band that has released an album this year that has made my list of uh, albums of the year. It's all in Danish, so I might not uh, pronounce it, but we'll see here. The band is Ofski, and... um, which I believe is Danish for, like, Disgust. And they released uh, their second album. I really liked the debut album. I can't remember what year that came out, but I I liked that album a lot. And then uh, this new album has some really striking cover art. Um, It's really different for a black metal band, and uh, so that kind of draws your attention in as well to check it out. Uh, I was interested in checking it out anyways, but I do uh, enjoy that cover art. Um... But yeah, they released this album on May 12th of this year on Vendetta Records, and they've been promoting it uh, heavily, and uh, rightfully so. It's really, really good, and probably one of the best releases of the year uh, from Vendetta. And uh, it's just so powerful, the songs, and uh, they're memorable, and it's just a really emotional record. It's a, it's an emotional, emotionally dense album. But... Um, I just think it was really, really well done, and uh, I keep going back to it um, repeatedly, so that's how I know it's a good record that is uh, deserving of the list, so not that my list really means anything. But, um, yeah, uh, you'll have to look up the uh, album title, because even though I do try my best with Norwegian and Swedish and such, um, some of the wordier uh, album titles or song titles, I... Will not try, because I'll, I'll mess it up. But uh, I'll try to pronounce the song, at least. So, Off of their second record from Denmark, this is Ofski with Tayende Song. <laughs>
All right, that was Ofsky with Tien De Song. Um, fantastic stuff. That record is so good. I uh, I haven't purchased the uh, physical copy of it yet, but I really want to because uh, even just for the cover art, I mean the record's great, but uh, the, just the look of it and everything is is really really good. Um, all right, we're gonna jump back to Sweden here to a black metal band, a pretty straightforward black metal band that formed back in '97 called Pest. Uh, I remember getting confused because there was a Pest from Finland that had was a black metal band that had released some decent stuff, and then there was Pest from Sweden, and I, for a time there, had some trouble keeping it straight uh, between the two. But uh, I find myself going back to the one from Sweden uh, more frequently. Uh, I'm going to play something off of their third album. They haven't done anything since 2013, but they're still um, an active band as far as I know. But uh, yeah, they've done four full lengths, and uh, I'm going to play something off of the third. I think this was the one that I first um, first discovered, first heard from them was off of this album. So it's the one that I've gone back to uh, most frequently. But uh, the album is called Rest in Morbid Darkness, and it came out in January of 08 on Season of Mist. And um, so that tells you right there that they're, you know, the bigger of the two pest bands because they're on a a label like Season of Mist, and I couldn't even tell you who the Finnish one is on. Um, But yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, They don't deviate much from the black metal formula, but they've always just been solid. They just, I don't know. It's it's one of those bands, almost like Sethereal or whatever. Um, they just kind of it's in you know usually pretty intense and it's just straight up black metal and they don't change much. But when you're in the mood for some good black metal, they can deliver. So so here we go off of Rest in Morbid Darkness. This is Pest from Sweden with Bestial Crucifixion. <laughs> Crush your feet and dream. 
All right, that was Pest from Sweden with Bestial Crucifixion. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to Poland here, and this is a band that um, overall I don't think that the product they put out is as good as the parts that make up the band. Um, the current bass player for Decapitated is kind of the main man here. Uh, I think he's the only original member. Uh, Hubert, I believe, is his first name. But he plays bass in Decapitated, but he does guitar and vocals um, in this band. And uh, the only reason I checked out this band uh, wasn't even so much because he was in it, but because of the drummer, uh, Eugene Rebchenko. And he's uh, a really good drummer, originally from the Ukraine, but he lives uh, lives in Austria. Um, I think he is now the semi-permanent drummer in Flesh God Apocalypse. At least he's kind of their permanent like live guy. Uh, but he has done live work for uh, Belfagor for several tours. Um, he's kind of on call when it comes to them. Anytime they need him uh, and he's available, he seems to do it. But um, he does a lot of uh, drum teaching and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Martin, the old drummer uh, for Belfagor, he started a drum academy that's called the Drum Technique Academy. And it's kind of an online academy you have to pay for access to all the videos and stuff but uh, they have all the biggest names and best names in, in extreme metal drumming come on there all the time and talk about their techniques for you know blasting and double bass and you know stuff like that uh, so Eugene is kind of a mainstay there he's one of their kind of regular um, uh, teachers because Martin of course is from Austria and uh, Eugene lives in Austria as well and uh, Karim Lechner is another one that lives in Austria, and he's on there all the time uh, as a teacher. But yeah, because Eugene is so damn good, and I knew that he was drumming on uh, on this album and drumming with this band, uh, I wanted to check it out. They've released four records. The band is called Banisher, and uh, they've released four records. And they just released their most recent one earlier this year in February called Degrees of Isolation, and that came out on Self-Made God Records. Uh, I have not heard the first three. Um, as far as I know, this is the first one that had Eugene drumming on it. So uh, it's just kind of one of those things where once this kind of came into my uh, into my field of vision, I guess, that he was uh, in my consciousness that it existed, <laughs> that Eugene drummed on this album, uh, I checked it out. And uh, it's good. It's just kind of thrashy, somewhat death metal, but it's mostly just kind of a thrash album. And... Um, but it's, it's not great. I mean, if I'm being honest, the drumming's great, but uh, overall it's just kind of meh. I'm glad I checked it out, but I'm probably not going to go buy in their records. But uh, you guys can judge for yourself. Uh, it's still well done, and the production is, uh, is very good. So uh, you can listen to this and uh, come up with your own opinions there. So off of the album Degrees of Isolation, this is Banisher with Apotheosis.
All right, that was Banisher from Poland with Apotheosis. Pretty short and sweet. Um, definitely not a fan of his vocal style, but um, there are some, some decent riffs on there, and the drumming was solid. Uh, all right, we're going to go back to Germany here. This is a band that's been around since 1988, and I... I don't know anything about them, and they're on Metal Blade, and they're on a huge label, and um, I still just knew nothing about <laughs> about them. The band is called Disaster, and it's not spelled uh, the way the actual word is spelled. It's spelled D-E-S-A-S-T-E-R. They've released eight records, and um, it, it was news to me. I, just, I feel silly that I have not ever heard of this band. But uh, the music is actually quite good, and it's one of those things where, like, it's just been kind of a recent discovery for me, so I haven't really uh, dove into the back catalog much. But um, but this album I have listened to and enjoyed it quite a bit, so it was kind of an eye-opening thing for me when I was like, huh, like, I just don't know how I overlooked this one, but it's actually quite good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to play something off of uh, their eighth album called The Oath of an Iron Ritual. That came out in April of 2016 on Metal Blade. And uh, yeah, I can't really, it, it wouldn't be right for me to talk more about this band before playing the song because I simply just don't know enough yet. It's still too fresh. It's too new to me. But, um, but yeah, hopefully you guys dig it because I enjoyed this album quite a bit. <laughs> so... Off of The Oath of an Iron Ritual, this is Disaster with Proclamation in Shadows.
How good was that? Like, I feel so stupid <laughs> that it's like this great band which is right there on the Metal Blade roster, and uh, I had no idea, but uh, I think that's fantastic stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely diving into the back catalog of that one. It's on the to-do list for sure. But um, all right, we're going to jump to Finland. Uh, this one I have played once before. I bet I probably uh, closed out an episode Um with something from this band because they write a lot of long songs because it is some extreme funeral doom and uh, it is very heavy and just crushing music and um, 
It's really good. It's a two-man band called Convocation. And I think I played something off of this album, actually, now that I think about it. But uh, I'm going to play something uh, off of the same album again, simply because I'm too impatient to wait. But they have a new one coming out in July of this year, and um, I'm anxiously awaiting that. So uh, to kind of wet my whistle for that, I've been going back and listening to uh, the last album again and um, reliving just how good that is. So yes, I'm going to share it with you guys again. And this is not the last song on the episode. It's a long one, but it's not the last one. So uh, don't be thrown off by the fact that I'm playing such a long tune right now. But uh, the album is called Scars Across, and that came out in March of 2018. It was their debut full-length. came out on Everlasting Spew Records, which is one of the <laughs> greatest uh, label names ever. But uh, just really good, super thick, heavy funeral doom, and they just do it so well. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to this next album. So, But this is the opening cut off of the album, and uh, it's a really good one. A lot of... Uh, it's, a, it's a journey. It's one of those songs that you just have to refer to it as a journey to, to listen to start to finish, but uh, it's really good stuff. So here we go from Finland. This is Convocation with Disposed.
Alright, that was Convocation from Finland with Disposed. I love that record. Um, really looking forward to that new one. Uh, I think it comes out July 3rd, so I guess it's this Friday. Um, Alright, well, it is that time for me to uh, announce the final song of the episode. I want to thank all of you for sticking with me here and listening and telling other people about the podcast. Um, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com uh, or on the free Podbean app, or um, they can listen to the entire catalog of episodes on Spotify. Also, uh, if there's any sort of feedback or requests or suggestions or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates regarding uh, future episodes, excuse me, uh, future episodes, I, I got, I'm getting choked up, um, future episodes and any sort of like just news regarding the podcast or if I have any kind of poll questions or anything like that for you guys, it's all going to be posted there. So um, I already have the next uh, episodes, bands picked, um, songs picked. Uh, I should be on schedule. Uh, barring any sort of technical issues, which, knock on wood, I should not have any uh, of those in the foreseeable future. Uh, I should be on schedule with the next uh, couple of episodes at the very least. So... We're going to close things out with another two-man band. Uh, this one's out of Germany. I have played them on the podcast before, and I played a different song off of this same album. But uh, this album was um, recommended to me by my friend Dave, who's now uh, up in Seattle. But uh, he he's the one that told me about not only this band, but specifically this album, and told me to check it out. I think it was their newest one at the time uh, when he told me about it. But a uh, really good record. The band is called Lunar Aurora. And uh, they existed from 94 to 06, and then they disbanded. Um, I think they released this album, and this was kind of like the swan song album for them. And then they disbanded, and then in 2011, uh, they reformed and released one more record, and now they're kind of uh, on hold again or split up. I'm not sure if they're on hold or split up, but either way, they're not active and making music right now. But um, this album was called On Docked, and it came out in January of 07 on Cold Dimensions Records, and uh, this was their eighth album out of nine, because again, like I said, they, they reformed to release that one last album. But uh, this is the opening cut off of the record, and um, it's just a really intense song. It's a very very wall of sound type uh, production, and uh, but it's effective for, for the material that works. Uh, the album that came after it is a little more analog, um, kind of stripped down, sounding and uh, it works well for for that album for what that album was but for this album i think that this uh this wall of sound uh, production really worked in its favor but um just great performances great riffs um there's a drum machine i believe uh, vocals are really good but uh it's a really strong album the songs uh, are quite long on it uh, not as long as the convocation that we just listened to but uh, still long nonetheless. But this is the, the album opener, and it's a really good album opener. So here we go. Uh, cheers, everybody. I will be back again in a couple weeks, so take it easy. From Germany, this is Lunar Aurora with Gluck. See ya.
Let's go.